The Apostle James says something pretty bold in his epistle when he says, you want to know what true faith is, how to measure true, real, active, everyday faith? It's the care for widows and orphans. Likewise, Jesus, in this passage in the upper room with his disciples, shares about his relationship with the Father. Maybe even as beautifully as John reads, you were going, wait, wait, slow down. That's so much. There's so much in those verses about the relationship between the Father and the Son and the Spirit. But in the middle of that, we see the heart of Jesus, which is, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. It's our privilege today to hear from one of our ministry partners, Mark and Liz Sisler, and their work in Kenya at Naomi's Village. And their call is what we're talking about today, which is orphan care, which I believe is very near to the heart of God and is very near to the relationship of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the triune God. That God does not leave us as orphans, but he comes to us and he brings us into uh, his family. So we're very excited to hear from Mark and Liz. They have some visuals to show you as well. And uh, we're privileged to hear from one of our ministry partners this morning. Welcome. This is Liz. Ah, Dexter's right in the back. How are you? So um, Lars and I uh, have known each other about 10 years. Uh, I was a pastor at Western Springs Baptist Church before leaving for uh, Africa last summer. Uh, my wife Liz taught here at the preschool for 13 years. So we came to this area in 2002. Um, I grew up in Wheaton. Uh, Liz grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And we met at Moody uh, Bible Institute in 1996, got married in 1998 uh, pretty quickly right after our sophomore year. And um, had a couple uh, jobs in Michigan and Pennsylvania before, before coming to um, this area in 2002. And so um, my pastorate at Western Springs led us all over the world. Went to Nigeria a few times, went to Czech Republic, went to Guatemala a couple times, went to Ecuador uh, and Mexico on mission trips. And all along the way, God kept preparing, kept calling, um, kept leading us to... Uh, foreign missions, international missions. And not that we knew it at the time, uh, not that we, we saw it really prior to, uh, you know, four or five years ago, but um, was definitely preparing us. And so in 2010, we thought we were going to Nigeria. Um, that kind of uh, fell uh, through in the sense that God wasn't actually calling us, but used that as a, a chance to um, just draw us closer to himself. And then in 2015, um, we actually left. And the year prior to that uh, led up to going, we just felt like the Lord uh, asking us to take this step of faith, you know, sell everything, um, leave all that we knew behind, leave a great uh, church at Western Springs. And so today, um, our hope is to help you understand what we do in Kenya, uh, because you're a partner with that. And it's not just that, you know, some of you support us, but you're a part of what God's doing. Maybe God's not calling you there personally as a family to Kenya. Um, we're actually there, but we want you to feel as a church and as a church body, and those of you that are, have been praying for us, um, you want to know what's going on. Uh, you want to know what God's doing um, so that you can pray. And so maybe uh, at some point in time, a short-term team, you know, would come out and would be able to see what God's doing. So um, we just kind of give you a, a year in review uh, to share with you what God, what God is doing. So July 29th, um, this is us. You've, all of you have been to O'Hare Airport. 
Um, probably not with 27 bags, though, right? Um, 27 bags, four carry-ons. Um, we're not light packers when we go away for a year, right? Um, and so all sorts of emotions going through our mind, but through it all, um, steadfast um, thinking of this is where God has us. And there was never a thought of, oh, I don't know if we want to get on the plane. Uh, it was very much, this is where God is calling us. We want to go and serve. We want to be faithful um, with the calling. Uh, wherever you are, whether it's Africa or whether it's here, right, God has called us to uh, the ministry that he has for us. And so uh, we continue on. This is Africa. Um, it's huge. If you see it on a flat map, it's totally out of proportion as far as size goes. Um, it is gargantuan as far as the continent goes. There's Kenya. So kind of the blue, little blue circle next to the star of Nairobi is where we're at. So that kind of gives you an idea. Um, most of the shows on Discovery Channel that have to do with animals are filmed in the Maasai Mara Reserve, which is right there. So about four hours from our house. Uh, this is Kajabi. This is the main drag. So it kind of compares uh, a little different to downtown Hinsdale. Um, thus the supermark. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. It actually, they welcomed me to Kenya, apparently. Um, that is our 7-Eleven. So flour, sugar, basic staples, stuff like that. You can find all that there. Um, so this is our house. My brother, actually, this is, it's a lot longer story. I'm going to condense it. Uh, on our vision trip in May of 2014, he's a veterinary ophthalmologist, so he does laser surgery on cats and dogs um, up in Wheeling. Uh, he goes, you know, maybe, maybe I'd like to go. So he comes with me on our vision trip in May of 2014. He decides, hey, I think God's leading our family here as well. Had not been thought, thinking about it as, at all. So he actually, two weeks after we arrived uh, last summer, him and his family arrived as well as full-time missionaries. So we actually live next door to each other, which is, you know, kind of funny, right? Um, so it's a duplex. I'm on the left side. He's on the right side. Um, another funny story, when they were measuring the house, um, the guy that measured it picked up the stake, and he, um, he moved the house 18 inches to our side. So basically that means is our house is 18 inches larger in every, uh, you know, which shows up hilariously in so many ways. Uh, one, of the, one of the sinks for the bathroom, you walk in, and in his house, it's like this to get in front of the sink, you know, and ours has, like, all this space. So 18 inches in construction, it makes a big difference, all right? So <laughs> it was fairly amusing. The younger brother gets a little bit of a larger house. So um, stuff we have in our, around our house, monkeys. We actually had them in our house. They broke in through one of the windows, tore into all of our fruit. We had no idea. We got home, and we're like, oh, my goodness, I got this little, like, wooden club that the Maasai use, and I'm thinking there's some kind of wild animal. Um, but the monkey had left. He left all of his little markings, little monkey prints all over doors, where they go. They, they dropped our son's Legos on the floor, stuff like that. Um, so these guys are right next door. Uh, we have baboons in our backyard. Again, this is just to kind of give you a feel for what life is like where we live. So big baboons come through about every week and a half. The monkeys are there daily. Um, just to give you an idea, they're, they're small, and then they're also big. So that's a male baboon. This is not a zoom lens. This is right outside my car window. Um, so again, it kind of gives you an idea of, uh, of where we're at. Um, a few more pictures just to show what life is like for us. In our backyard, we have a poisonous cactus tree that the sap from it, it can cause chemical burns if it gets on your skin, which my son can attest to. Um, and here, keep going. And just because it's in a, a very mild temperature, poinsettia, um, geraniums and poinsettias, they grow year-round as bushes and trees instead of potted plants. And so it's just, again, this is where we go every week to pick up staples for our food. It took a little bit of getting used to. Um, but our market's right across the street where we can get fresh produce. Um, 
that the ladies sell locally and so we can buy everything is organic and fresh and um, so we're really thankful for that. This is right across the street from our house. You just never know what's going to drive by or go by. A guy that he works at the hospital and he could only afford this part of the car so he's saving up to fix it. Um, he's sitting on, on a footrest. Yeah, he's, you can't see that. But he's sitting on a footrest and so Mark finally stopped him one day and was like, I need to know the story of your, your car. Um, this was a different day. You know, so you have half cars and you have donkey pulling carts is a very common thing. So you just never know what you're going to see out the window. Um, this was getting a passport photo in Nairobi. There's no Walgreens there. So if you need a passport photo, you just there's guys walking along that hold up a pillowcase behind you, or, and they just take your picture. Um, they had to redo mine because I was smiling there just because I found the whole thing so comical. Um, but there's chameleons. The boys have enjoyed finding all sorts of little critters all over. This was up at their school. Um, little baby ones to big ones. Everything's big there. There's big moths and butterflies and big beetles. And so thankfully I have two adventurous little boys who enjoy collecting and finding these things and posing for pictures. They go to um, a school called Rift Valley Academy, which is about three quarters of a mile up the mountain that we walk to every day to drop them off. It's a missionary kids school. Katie Stromberg actually was there for her fourth grade school year. She was the one that originally told us about RVA, so you can always ask her more questions about that. Um, the elementary school is called Titchy Swat, which is Little Learner. And so they've adjusted really well to school there. They have missionary teachers who um, move there to, to teach missionary kids. And so we're really grateful for their work with us there. The playground is very um, different than America. They have zip line on the playground with no harness. That took me as a mom a while to get used to knowing that during recess the boys were doing zip line, climbing trees, um, just doing all sorts of, of things that they totally enjoyed. Um. So to kind of give you a, a picture, we live um, on a mountain in Kajabi about an hour and 15 minutes from Nairobi. So anywhere you'd want to go to get actual groceries, you're going to travel about an hour and 15 minutes. Um, and so RVA, which is a missionary school for all of East Africa, uh, missionaries that live in Sudan or Uganda or Tanzania or Kenya, um, that don't have a school, um, they send their kid to um, Rift Valley Academy. It's about 500 kids, K to 12, but they don't start really boarding until fifth or sixth grade as far as in any kind of numbers go just because of ages. So um, if you can imagine, like draw a circle, and then around that circle is a, a fence. That's RVA. They call that upper station. Um, lower station is kind of a big half circle um, around that, and that's lower station. On lower station is a mission hospital. Um, on lower station is also uh, a cure hospital. So cure, if you've ever heard of cure. Um, Tim Tebow Hospital in the Philippines is a cure hospital. Um, it's a U.S.-based ministry that seeks to uh, build hospitals in third world countries to help children primarily. Um, there's a Moffat Bible College, which is a Bible college to Kenyans. And so we live there along with some other missionaries, along with Kenyans that work in the area. So that kind of gives you a little bit of feel. There's probably 100, 130 or 40 missionaries that live um, within about three quarters of a mile of our house. Um, so that kind of gives you an idea of the feel. But we drive down to Naomi's Village. So Naomi's Village is four and a half miles down into the Rift Valley, um, down roads that you would never take with your SUV um, that you drive around in, uh, in this area. So these are, it, this is just a little bit of a picture. This is all rocky. Um, this is during dry season. 
Um, this is during wet season. Um, it's awful. You're just, I mean, you, you know, people pay to go four-wheeling here in America. Um, we do it all the time for free. If you want to come, we'll take you for a ride. Um, so this is like eight, eight inches of water with four inches of mud. Um, yes, we've been stuck. Um, yes, we have been winched out of various areas that we have uh, fallen ourselves into. Uh, it's crazy. Um, funny story, but also life in Africa. This is my brother's car. Um, we're coming up the mountain. We, we come across a lady who's nine months pregnant on her way to the hospital to deliver. She's stuck with her in-laws. They're in like a Toyota Corolla type car. They're not going to go anywhere. So we're like, yeah, just hop in. So her and her mother-in-law hop in the back of our car. Um, you know, she's breathing heavy, right? And uh, ready to go deliver. We get stuck for an hour and a half um, in right where you are, right, right where you're looking right now, um, going back and forth, rocking the car back and forth, you know, all full force going forward, full power going backwards. Um, and <laughs> Her face was priceless. This was just a few months ago. Um, we finally got out, got her to the hospital. She delivered uh, without any problems. And um, that's just Kenya. That's just life in the mission field and adventures that we have. So um, it's great. Livestock, this is our traffic jam on the way to Naomi's Village all the time. Um, constantly you come across livestock. It's funny, the Bible talks about separating sheep and goat. And you're like, oh, why was there a big deal? They seem really obvious. In Kenya... When they're all dirty, um, it actually is difficult to differentiate just by looking um, the sheeps and the goats, um, truly. You would never have thought it here, but there's, sheeps and there's, there's sheep and there's goats mixed in there, and uh, the dirt kicks up and away they go. So um, what else? This is another view on the way to um, Naomi's village, beautiful. Um, and so now we want to kind of transition because you're like, okay, certainly this isn't what you do. Just wanted to give you a picture. Naomi's Village, um, started by an orthopedic surgeon uh, back in, it opened in January of 2011. The mission, the ministry, is to train, to educate, to disciple, um, to raise up orphans, to be the change agent that God would use um, in Kenya. And so we're committed to raising these kids as Kenyans, all Kenyan staff, Kenyan house moms, Kenyan administration, um, the only expats, the only Americans um, are myself, uh, our family, my brother's family, and Bob and Julie, who are the founders. So there's about 50-some Kenyans um, that work at Naomi's Village to raise these kids um, up to be the change agents that God would use um, to bring change to Kenya. And so, again, this is, this is what things look like a little bit like here. Um, just an absolutely um, fantastic ministry. Everything is what we thought it was going to be as far as what they do. Uh, and we'll talk more about how the kids get there and the stories and stuff. But um, they're committed to the kid, uh, the kids through high school and into college, um, committed to helping them um, become um, Christ followers. And so that's kind of what I do. And again, we'll talk some more about that. So um, here is little baby Sammy, and Liz will share his story about how he got here. So this was in October, and so this was a special thing because he was the first baby that came while we actually lived there. And so we got to be a part of the whole process and see how, how kids came. And so his mom died of AIDS two weeks before he came to live here. And through different connections, we have a social worker that works full-time at Naomi's Village that investigates situations to make sure they really are as dire as they seem and there isn't any other better solution for the child. And so after finding um, baby Sammy and figuring it out, when they went to visit him and see his situation, they realized there was four more siblings of his that also were left without a mom. Um, the dad had died three years previous, and so Christine and Emmanuel were two of his other siblings, six and seven year, or five and seven year olds, um, who we saw 
And just to be able to see, I was able to see where they had come from and be in the car when they came to Naomi's village. And then this was in February. Um, to just see them thriving there, to see them loved and well taken care of. And um, you can just see the joy and the hope in their eyes that it was just amazing for us to see firsthand that it's real and that God really was rescuing these, these kids. Um, and so it started with Sammy, and then we, f- we ended up taking four siblings. So it was five sibling group, including the baby, that now they can stay together, but there was no other place for them to live, and so they would have been on the streets. And so now they're all living at Naomi's village, and they're thriving there. Um, People are always interested, how, how in the world do these orphans come? And so um, just uh, about a month ago, a month and a half ago, uh, it was on the news in Kenya that a little baby was found um, in a pit latrine. Imagine a long drop toilet like at a, a campground, you know, the toilet like this, 10 feet down. Um, a mom in desperation who thought that this was the best solution for her baby was just to end its life. Um, just because of um, her own probably situation, um, probably poor, no means to, to really raise a child. So she put the child in a plastic bag and dropped them um, through the hole in the floor, um, probably thinking it was going to die very, very soon. And within an hour or two, a man came in, um, saw the baby in the bag. The bag actually saved its life because it wasn't closed and it kept the baby floating. Um, And the man uh, tied a rope around his waist and he had another guy lower him down into the pit latrine and he actually grabbed baby David and brought him up. And it's just great spiritual parallel, right? Christ um, coming down into the muck and the mire. Um, while we were sinners, right, pulling us up out, doing what we couldn't do for ourselves. And so it's this, it's this great spiritual parallel that um, just personifies all that Naomi's village is, which is to um, come alongside to help um, those that cannot help themselves. And that's what we do, and that's what Naomi's village does. Um, ultimately, that's what we're called to do because of what Christ has done for us. So when you think of what baby David, you think of that spiritual parallel to what Christ has done for us. And so he was in the hospital for a few weeks, but um, this is the end of June or so. This is little baby David um, doing great uh, at Naomi's Village. He'll be raised here forever. They don't adopt kids out of Naomi's Village. This is their home. Um, Kenyans wouldn't adopt, a, a, most likely wouldn't adopt a Kenyan child. This is um, the option that, that we have for the children. So, um, My role there is the child sponsorship coordinator. And so all the kids are, f- Naomi's Village as a whole is run through sponsorship. And so each child has multiple sponsors that are mostly stateside. And so my role is to kind of be a liaison between the kids and their sponsors. And so part of my role is just to get to know the kids, which is just really fun to go to the baby room and play with them or to do craft projects with them um, or letters. So when a letter comes in, in the mail or on email, then I sit down every Sunday after church and call in whoever got mail that week and we read it together and I help them write a letter in response. And so I really enjoy that role of just working one-on-one with the kids and getting to know them and being able to communicate to their sponsor in America to say, yes, these are real children and, and they are impacted because of you. Our, ch- our kids, um, Jaden and Josiah, who's nine and seven, and we're just really thankful they've embraced just getting to know the kids and playing with them at Naomi's Village. Um, so my role is to help with discipleship at Naomi's Village and then also at Cornerstone, which we'll explain to you in a minute. Um, so we do all sorts of things with the kids. I, I teach Sunday school in the morning, but we also um, do one-on-one discipleship. We'll do outreaches, which we'll show some pictures of. Um, and so we kind of help coordinate. I help coordinate with a guy named Boniface um, the discipleship that happens um, at Naomi's Village. So this is a Sunday school class. Um, and this is, uh, you know, you can't leave Chicago and, and not have pizza. So, um, so we built a brick oven uh, pizza in Kenya. So we have people, 25, 30 people over at any time to do uh, pizza. And so pizza is not something they have commonly in Kenya. 
And so we have brought um, a little taste of Chicago to Kenya and love having people over um, for pizza. So uh, if you come and visit, we'll do pizza. All right, so this is them making pizza. Uh, it's just so much fun to have them up here. We try and get them out of Naomi's Village sometimes just to come up for discipleship opportunities. Um, not just, the, I mean, not calling the pizza the discipleship, but um, we'll gather around and we'll talk about scripture, talk about applying it to their life, kind of in a youth group style setting. This is some of the older kids. Um, we do road construction projects because it's just not done enough there. So we're building a bridge here. Uh, I, don't have, I don't have any construction degree, but in a rudimentary way, was able to figure out how to do a bridge. We built a couple culverts. Um, we put limestone on top, and then we filled it in with concrete on top of that. And it's worked well up until I left, at least. Hopefully it's continuing. Um, and so this is um, on the way. So Naomi's Village, this is a town like um, where Naomi's Village is. It's called Maimahu, and then on the road, um, five miles down is um, Longanot. And so these are pictures of Longanot. Longanot's a town next to a volcano, um, dormant at the time, mud huts. These are what the people would live in um, all around the area. These are pictures of, um, of houses there. Uh, but we started seeing, a few years ago, started seeing um, a need for a first-rate school, a school that would really educate the kids, would help to break the cycle of poverty. And so the vision... Um, these are mud bricks that we help build. So this is some of the outreach projects. We will um, do mud bricks. Literally, you cut a square in the ground and then bring it up and um, let it bake. And then we, this, is, this is an example of a mud brick house. So you're using bricks like this um, to create houses like what you just saw. And so we'll do those kind of outreach opportunities in the area of Longanot. So we built a school. And um, the school's purpose is to help break the cycle of poverty. It's a first-rate school. Um, it is amazing, and the kids that come to this school can go for free. So just to kind of give you geographically where we're at, you have Kajabi, you have Naomi's Village, and then five miles over down the highway, you have Cornerstone. And the vision of Cornerstone is to be a light to the community. So we don't just educate kids for free, um, but we also, um, we're committed to the nutritional care of the kids and also education in the, those mud hut uh, towns that the people live in. Um, we do medical care. Uh, we'll come in and we're doing a baby college starting in January where, what's that? Oh, a baby college starting in January um, to help educate parents on how to, um, to parent kids in the sense of educating them. Quick example, you take a kid um, zero to three in, a, in an impoverished home. By the time they reach three, they'll have heard three million less words um, than a kid that would be raised in a home around here. They're already behind, which is what well, all the studies in the U.S. have found. So we're trying to bridge that gap. So when the baby's born we're going to start helping the parents to be able to give that kid a head start. So then when they come to our preschool, um, they're already on track. And so this is a huge vision. This actually vision is, is much larger than Naomi's Village. Um, it's under the Naomi's Village umbrella, but it's kind of a, another ministry. So the kids from Naomi's Village that are school age get bussed over to Cornerstone. So right now there's 45 Naomi's Village kids. There's 45 kids from around the community. That number, will, that number will jump to um, about 200 in about six months, and then to 400. And then we'll build the middle school and the high school, and this will be about 800 kids in hopefully five to six years. Again, all the kids um, sponsored um, by people in the States um, in order to help them to break the cycle of poverty. So at the school, um, this is the grand opening from a few months ago. Um, at the school, we do chapel. At the school, we do, oop, I'm going the wrong way. At the school, we do one-on-one um, -on -one discipleship. They have nutrition. Um, and so we work closely alongside of um, the people that are there. Again, all Kenyan-run, Kenyan teachers, Kenyan administration. This is not an American school. We're not raising these kids to, to be Americans. We're raising them to be Kenyans, to be change agents um, in Kenya. And so 
Um, I'm gonna, in the sake of time, we're just going to continue on. We do some medical care. This was a girl who was bit by a venomous snake um, when she was four, didn't receive proper care. We took her to Cure Hospital. This is a man who had um, really, really bad um, skin disease on his, uh, on his legs. We just did double amputation about a month ago. Man was as joyful as can be. 25 years he spent having these ace bandages um, around his legs, basically eight inch by four inch section of skin missing um, on four areas. So here, 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 and here. Um, it was awful. And so he came in. He has two kids that go to Cornerstone. So an example of going into the community, wanting to reach out, wanting to be a light in the name of Christ, um, and wanting to help this community to break this cycle of poverty. And so um, we do, we've, we've built some chicken coops for some people as a way to help sustain um, you know, an income. They get protein, which they would never buy because um, they wouldn't have the money. So they get free eggs, and then they are able to sell the extra eggs they don't use for a little bit of money. So people here live, a day laborer is making $5 a day. Someone that's trained like a plumber, like a carpenter is making about $10 a day um, in this area. That gives you kind of an idea. A dozen eggs cost $2. So um, <clears throat> we've provided a cow for somebody. Um, hopefully she'll have a calf. Not right now. It's too young, right? And then um, she'll be able to provide milk as well. She can sell the extra milk. So animals around the area, zebra, giraffe, these are all within a half hour of our house. Wildebeests. Um, you can get really close. Hippopotamuses, much more dangerous than crocodiles. People don't usually realize that. Uh, so that's really close to our house as well. Wildebe or those are Cape Buffalo. Um, crazy grasshoppers. Um, oh, I'm in your section, aren't I? Sorry about that. And then if you come to Kenya, you too can get a giraffe kiss. All right, so um, that's Josiah. You put a little piece of food in your mouth. The giraffe comes over. This isn't like in a giraffe center. And they'll, they, keep, they keep telling us, the people that work there, don't worry, the, the giraffe saliva is antiseptic. Um, I don't know if that's true. I haven't looked it up. But Josiah seemed to be a believer. And, uh, and so he got a giraffe kiss on numerous occasions. So um, if a group ever comes over. This is the Naomi's Village guest house. Groups that come over can stay at Naomi's Village. Um, you're not staying in tents. You're not staying in some uh, very rural area. You're staying at a guest house on the five acres of property that is Naomi's Village. Um, this is the inside. It's bunk beds. Um, there's a nice kitchen. Um, they serve meals. So this is a team that actually lives in, this is a team that came out in January. Um, this Julie Marcotte and Milton Marcotte, they live in Hinsdale on, what street do they live on, Washington? On Washington. And they go to our church where, where I was a pastor at. She teaches piano lessons actually to Lars's kids. And so they came out in January and did a whole music uh, ministry with them. And so they taught them um, rhythm and beats and notes, and they did crafts, and they did uh, recorder uh, lessons, and uh, it was a great time. And so if that ever would, ha would be something that this church would want to be involved in, um, we could certainly set that up. And what would the purpose be? The purpose would be not to do, but to be, um, to come out and to be a part of what God's doing um, in Kenya, not because he needs us, but because he desires to use us, to come alongside, to minister, to, to love on the orphan, to love on the widow, and to have your heart, um, not broken, because I think we use that a lot, but um, I think enlarged to see um, all the ministry that is happening in Kenya, all that God's already doing, maybe ways in which God's calling you to be a part of that, uh, maybe be a part of that in some other part of the world with the orphan and widow. Maybe that's here. I don't know. I just know that as you go on ministry trips out of the, out of the country, and even in the inner city, um, God chooses to show you things that I think are sometimes hard to see um, in our own hometown. And so uh, if you haven't had an opportunity um, to go on a trip, I would encourage you. These are some kids that need sponsors. We actually have a little table over here. 
um, some kids that you can sponsor um, that still needs American sponsors to um, help them here. Um, Naomi and Brian and Joshua. Joshua was the very first child that comes to Naomi's Village that came there. Um, a couple more. And so uh, we want to thank you as a church. Thank you as uh, some of the individuals that have partnered with us, that have allowed us to be in Kenya. Um, we're grateful to you. Um, know that we are. We want to come back each year and, and fill you in on what's going on. We want you to feel part of it. We want you to ask questions. Um, we want you to know that, that there is hope um, and that God is there and that God is working and that God is moving um, through Naomi's Village um, to push back the darkness um, that you find all around the world. And so this is just a snippet of, of what God's doing. So thank you so much.